0: I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am What up people welcome to another edition of the salty thought to donnie Woo podcast featuring the one and only donnie Ooh, best of whatever way he does yeah this week there's been so much news that's actually happened in all my major sports that i have an interest in you know the amazons signed max scherzer the new york jets won but did they really win? The New York Giants won and fucked me in the ass with no Vaseline. Pause. There's so many things that's happened. So many things that's happening right now, such as the MLB lockout that's currently just started about 40 minutes ago. That uh, combined with the fact that I have family duties, i.e. the wedding I was telling you all about, Congratulations to those involved that my time is really short when it comes on squeezing these podcasts in, but there's so much news and I just don't want to shortchange y'all. I'm going to give y'all two episodes this week. That's right. Not one, but two episodes this here week on this here part one, I'm going to talk about the New York JETS Jets, 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 I'm going to talk about those damn New York football giants. I'm going to give y'all the latest installment of Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, i.e. My fantasy football recap. And while I'm doing a recap, I'm going to sprinkle in a couple of salty thoughts on the NFL as a whole. Yeah, I'm I'm, young. I'm so slick with it. Y'all, I'm even snapping off beat. Ain't that a bitch? I like to appreciate each and every one of y'all as usual. But I don't take y'all for granted, not at all. So, you know, the holiday season is forgiven. And I'm going to give. That is two episodes. Like I said, I'm going to squeeze this shit in like I squeeze other shit in. (laughs) Shout out to the sponsor of the Sorte Dorte Donnie U Podcast. The lovely Louis Smackback Box. Only available in my apartment, more specifically in my bed, B.E.D. Yeah, I want some K-Soul shit. It seems like I'm about to go on a tangent to start rambling, just start talking some gibberish. So before I do that, let's get this shit on the road. Without further ado. Good night. And goodbye. Bang! Well, well, well. What would you know? Would you fucking know that the Jets won for just the third time this season? If you're listening to the tone of my voice, you're probably wondering, hey, Donnie, why do you sound so bitter? Hey, Donnie, why do you sound so dismayed? Hey, Donnie, why you sound so displeased? Hey, Donnie, why the fuck you angry? Because even though we won against the Houston Texans by the score of, what was it, 21-14? We came back, we was down, what, 14-3? Our defense was borderline dominant, but it is the Houston Texans. But that wasn't the part of the game that I was paying close attention to. The part of the game specifically the player in question I was paying attention to would be one and only Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback of my beloved New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. You know what I saw? I saw a player that looked like, even though he was out for four games due to injury and the offense was has been the rated number one offense in the league over the last four to five weeks, averaging a total of 430 yards of total offense per week, per game. With the likes of Joe Flacco, the former king of New York, Mike, why? Josh Johnson. It looked like this motherfucker was on the sidelines and just wondering, or should I say thinking, man, when I get back in here, it's Zach time. And you know what Zach time was? Zach time was a throwing an interception on a shovel pass Look at, with with the fucking running back not even looking at the quarterback. You don't have no chemistry with these dudes. Zach Time was missing wide open Braxton Berrios coming across the middle and uh rolling, 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 left, left, left. And throwing it out of bounds. Or, matter of fact, he didn't throw it out of bounds. He scrambled and tweaked his knee on the sideline. What the fuck did I just say the last couple weeks? That's all he does. He'll have a little sprinkle here, a sprinkle there. To make the stats look good. He had a little rushing touchdown. He had a little rushing touchdown. You know, that actually ended up be, being the go-ahead score. The winning touchdown of the game. But there was so many things that left a lot to be desired about his performance to me. Like I said, or maybe I didn't say it here. I probably was just saying it in, you know, like my real life. Um, like, why can't he just make the simple play? The simple fucking play. You see the right, right receiver coming over the middle? Throw it to him. You see the running back in the flat? Throw it to him. He's throwing the fucking ball a hundred miles an hour, and it's not even accurate. It's going over the head. It's going right, left, right, right. Like what the fuck? If you haven't tell, if you couldn't tell, because you know, as 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 it always goes, I'm an open book to a fault, and I'm quite sure y'all could tell the difference in audio quality. I am no longer in New York. I am actually in Maryland. What? What part of Maryland is this? Woodlawn? Yeah. I'm actually at the location of the wedding I've been talking about for the last two weeks. The wedding is tomorrow. I'm continuing to record this on Thursday, which is maybe about a day and a half later than I should have Uploaded this shit. But. Even. On quasi vacation. I make sure the masses are fed. I make sure the masses are appeased. I make sure the masses are taken care of. And that's what I'm doing. All alone. In my hotel room. Because. Everybody else is in another hotel room. Living it up. Doom, doom, doom. And I chose to sneak away to finish recording this fucking podcast. So like I was saying, why can't he just do the simple things? Why? Now Now, the good part about all of this is the fact that he actually did listen to his coach for one thing and one thing only. Remember way back in the beginning of the season... I believe it might have been the first Patriot game when we lo- lost like no, actually, no, the second Patriot game we lost 54-13. The first one we won like we lost like 27 zip or some shit like that. But there was a game that he just threw interception at the interception at the interception at the interception, interception. I believe it was the first Patriot game. Where Coach Sala expressed to the public in one of his uh post-game press conferences that what Zach needs to do, what Zach needs to learn is sometimes it's okay to win ugly. That game this past Sunday against the Houston Texans was the epitome of winning ugly. His stat line wasn't nothing to, nothing to call home about, but we won. He had that one idiotic interception and there was, I believe there was a there was a sequence of plays. I can't remember it was toward no, matter of fact, it was toward the end of the game where they kicked the field goal to make it twenty one fourteen. And it was like a ten, twelve play drive. It took about eight, seven minutes off the clock. You had uh, there was a penalty that prolonged the drive. Then they went it on fourth down twice and then they end up catching kicking the field goal. That drive right there was actually in a microcosm of what they needed to do to win the game. And that was actually shield Zach Wilson from himself. They ran the ball right. They ran the ball left. They ran the ball up the middle. They did not allow Zach Wilson to try to play hero ball and lose them the game. And to their credit, they won. Now, this week, I believe we're going against Philly. When I say, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When I say, I had a whole list of Notes to keep me on track. To allow me to spew every little detail that I wanted to get into. And you know what happened? You know what happened to my patented notes, to my trusted notes, to my (sighs) pieces of paper? So I'm pretty much just going off pure memory. So the length of this podcast actually is going to probably be a lot shorter than I initially wanted it. Because uh, it just is going to be. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm about four blue moons in. To say the least. And uh, maybe by the end of this podcast, I might not be coherent. Because I said, you know what? I ain't going to mess with the licks. I'm going to go straight blue moon. You know, but anyway, so if I leave a lot of things out, I'm letting y'all know. Yeah, I started this podcast with my notes. And I'm finishing the podcast without the notes. Says the notes. So anyway, but um, there was one topic I wanted to speak about when it comes to the Jets that I do remember for the notes. And this might be trivial, but it's very important at the same time. And it actually is a window. You can look into that window to see exactly, probably, what's going on behind the scenes of the New York Jets. Jets, Jets. Post game, you know, after the, you know, at the end of each game in the NFL. I mean, in most games. I mean, most sports, but especially in the NFL, you know, as soon as the clock strikes triple zeros, you know, all the gladiators in different uniforms, they come together, they either swap jerseys or give each other pounds, hugs. They come in a prayer circle. Uh, You know, just a lot of actions of camaraderie are shown. You know, what wasn't, well, should I say, what was glaring to me? What was very glaring to me was at the end of the game, Zach Wilson and the the camera just picked him up and he's one wandering and roaming aimlessly around the field, looking like he's looking for anybody that would acknowledge him after his big win. And you know what I saw? I saw a player after player, after player, both on the opposing team and on his home, New York JET at Jets, Jets walk past him like he didn't exist. And to me, that speaks to me a bigger problem. I don't believe he has the respect of his peers. I don't have I don't believe he has the respect of his teammates. You saw how they galvanized and, and rallied around Mike White the first game? And then they rallied around him the second game, and then they was all destroyed when he got hurt. It's almost like in that very instance in Indianapolis. The whole team was like, "Mike White is hurt. Our season's lost." Ooh. They eventually rallied around Josh Johnson. Flacco was just there. You know, n- nobody gives a fuck about Flacco. But it's like, you know how many times there was? Matter of fact, there was a, there was a play in particular, penalty in particular, in this last game. It was a rough in the passer call. Zach Wilson got hit, and his helmet accidentally got ripped off normally accident or not you do that to a quarterback their offensive line is looking for blood you know what happened this offensive line just picked up got up and looked at Zach like all right pick up your helmet Moses eventually picked up the helmet handed it to Zach and kept it moving like all right come on let's, we gotta huddle up Numerous times he's gotten borderline late hits on his lower extremities. And a lot of time the offensive line are looking at him like, motherfucker, get the fuck up. Stop acting like a little bitch. Get up. Hurry up. Come on. I don't need no delay again. Get Get your punk ass up. So when I saw Zach Wilson roaming aimlessly around the field looking desperately for anybody. Hey, hey guys, look, it's me. It's me, Zach. I won. I won. And you know, who he, you know who he eventually found that gave him some love, gave him some depth, gave him some respectability, if you can even call it respectability? The opposing backup quarterback, who actually probably is in the same boat as Zach Wilson except he wasn't the number two pick. Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor didn't go up to that dude and give him a pound like yo, pat him on the ass, good game. No, they, matter of fact, Zach stopped Davis Mills. Hey, 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 nobody, 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 nobody knows you, and nobody paid attention to me. Give me a pound, bro. <sighs> but didn't I fucking tell y'all? Didn't I fucking tell y'all the day after the fucking draft? When he took that picture with the other draftees, the other top 10 draftees, and they were all mugging in the camera, throwing it up for the flicks, flicking it up. And he looked around like a nervous fucking puppy, like he was scared to death. And that's what the fuck he was. Maybe, maybe people are picking up on that fucking vibe in the locker room. Maybe that's why he's attempting to do, oh, so much when he doesn't have to because he's trying to prove himself to a locker room that looks, to, looks at him with utter disgust. Perhaps. But a win is a win is a win, I guess. So we move on to Philadelphia. Well, should I say Philadelphia returns to the Met, returns to MetLife Stadium to go against us. And Philly, I got a real bone to pick with Philly. And I would get into that in my segment of Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Philly and the fucking Giants. I got bones to pick with that dog of a game. But yeah. I don't know. What what the fuck are we going to do? I thought four weeks sitting sitting down and you see journeymen. You see... Dude, they've been cut 10 times. You see washed quarterbacks run this offense to a T. Unlock Michael Carter. Unlock Elijah Moore. Offensive line, miraculously, knows how to fucking block. Zach Wilson comes. Pressure up the right, pressure up the left. And you know what that makes me wonder? And you know what that makes me believe? That makes me believe that he's not calling the right protection And the lack of respect from the offensive line, they're like, all right, I know this is the wrong protection, but hey, hey, it gets blown up. Maybe he'll get that shit right next time. And I believe that's exactly what happened. I don't know why, but I really do believe that's exactly what happened. They were like, you know what? If he get blown up, maybe he'll get that fucking call right the next time. Because little unknown secret, or should I say little known secret? Mark Sanchez, I think I might have said this before but who knows, who cares Mark Sanchez in his rookie season leaned heavily onto the shoulders onto the back of Nick Mango Nick Mango covered a lot of Mark Sanchez's flaws a lot of Mark Sanchez's mistakes he was literally the quarterback of the team McGovern Van Rotten They're looking like, yo, we're vets. We don't got time to babysit. Yeah, we took the bread, but we was hoping that he actually would learn, but he's hard-headed. And you know what happens to hard-headed people? They usually end up with soft behinds. So, this week, coming up with the Jets going against Philly, should I give a prediction? Why not? Because I gave a prediction last time. It didn't come true, but... The end result remained the same, they just won. I predicted 20 to 17. They won 21-14. And it was actually 18-14 before the last, well, the late, the late fourth quarter field goal. So Philly coming back to MetLife Stadium, coming off a disappointed loss. And they have a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. It pains me to say this, even though it is a winnable game. I don't believe we are gonna win. I believe we're probably gonna to lose to the tune of 27-17. Zach Wilson's gonna score uh he's gonna pass for one touchdown, he's gonna to throw two interceptions. And yeah, that's pretty much how it's gonna be. I just I just had so much hope. I had so much hope going into the game. I had so much hope going into this last week. And just to see that it's looking more and more likely that we got that shit wrong. I should say, the Jets brain trust got that shit wrong. Not even just wrong. Spectacularly wrong. Spectacularly? Yeah, spectacularly. So that means what? Two top five quarterbacks? Mike, pass me. In the last three four four years say hi sponsor hey yeah that's a little snapback box saying hi to everybody <laughs> yeah y'all finally y'all finally hear what i hear at night well actually y'all not nah, y'all, y'all not gonna hear what i hear at night shit i better not hear that shit because if it's so then that look like i need to divorce court yeah i know that's a theme for people's court fuck y'all <laughs> fuck me. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. Twenty seven seventeen. Jets lose to Philly, and um, you see, my my my, my sponsor got me all flustered and everything out and lost track of what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, joy, yeah. But yeah, Ooh. that's what's that's what's going on. I'll be right there. Well. What I'm going to do for this segment, I'm going to combine like three segments into motherfucking one. Because right now, my disgust for the New York football giants is at an all-time high. And uh, I don't really personally believe that they deserve a whole fucking segment. Plus, like I said, I got time time constraints, you know? Shoot. The sponsor of this show is patiently waiting for yours truly. <laughs> so but anyway. All right, let me let me let me stop bullshitting. Um Yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm on Blue Moon number five. Yeah, so the New York Giants won this last weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they won by the score, ten seven. That game was trash. Like Fortunately, they were playing at the same time as my beloved New York J.E.T.S. Jets. So I didn't have to subject myself to the fucking garbage that was being displayed upon TV screens all across New York. Well, at least half of New York. The change from the change in of offensive coordinator from Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens was... I guess you wanna if you wanna proclaim it a success, being the fact they won, you can do so. But scoring ten, thirteen points or whatever however much they scored, would not be considered a a success to one. You wanna know why? Because they got all these weapons. All right, fine. I'm gonna cut to the chase. Saquon Barkley, I believe his stats were like Let's say 15 carries for 49 yards. 15 carries for 49 yards, right? Which is a putrid average in itself. But even more putrid when you consider that one of those 15 carries, he actually gained 32 yards on one of those carries. So that means for the remaining 14 carries, he gained a grand total of 17 yards. This is the man that y'all chose number two in the draft a couple of years ago. This is the man that y'all have a decision to make at the end of the season of whether y'all going to give him the big bag or not. If y'all let him just play out the string, play out his last year, of contract, he's getting $15 million. You're already cap strong, right? Maybe not. But your decisions on how and who or where you spend your cap money has left a lot to be desired over the last couple of years. You got Galladay, your prize free agent acquisition over the last over the offseason. He was hurt, I think he lost he missed maybe about two or three games. I don't know what the stats are, but I know he only scored maybe like a touchdown or two. You got Saquon Barkley coming back from his what was it, ACL injury last year. And he has a little burst here and there, but um He still ain't really giving y'all what y'all thought y'all going to get. You got Sterling Separate. You still got Brickhands, Evan um, Evan Ingram. And you got Daniel Jones, who actually is on the shelf because he has a neck injury. This is the third consecutive year he is going to miss multiple games due to injury. Makes y'all miss Eli Ironman Manning, right? Don't you know that dude went, what, 15 years and did not miss a start due to injury? The only time he had his consecutive game streak ended was for Geno Smith. And that ultimately cost McAdoo his job, the former coach, Ben McAdoo, who begot y'all, what, Shermer for two seasons. Now, you got Judge in his midway through his second season. Do y'all know that the New York Giants are currently on pace to have two of the top eight picks in this upcoming NFL draft? I mean, look, my New York JJ Jets, they're currently on pace to get the number three and the number six pick. In the upcoming NFL draft, the two New York teams will have four of the top eight picks currently. What does that tell y'all? That tells y'all football in the rotten apple has literally been rotten for years. This would be, I believe, the third consecutive year that the two New York teams have both, both have top 10 picks. And this year, like I said, in particular, we have two picks of each. The Giants have their own pick. And they have to pick from the Chicago Bears. From what trade? I have no fucking idea. And the Jets will get their second consecutive year of two first-round picks, courtesy of the Seattle Seahawks, based on the trade that the trade that keeps on giving. And that trade would have been for Jamal Adams. Ironic that the Seattle Seahawks. And the New York Jets currently both have the same record of three and eight. The same New York Jets that Jamal Adams was desperate to get away from due to their losing culture. And in his second year, it looks like the losing culture is him because his current team has the same record as his former team. So you tell me what the fuck the problem is. But I digress. Ah, there's that word again. The New York Giants, I swear, they, they, they're deserving of all the slander, all the slick talk, all the fucking, every bad thing that I can think to say about that mother effing team, they deserve. You don't want to know why? Because out of all fucking weeks that they, des- that they decide to play defense, they decide to play defense. On the week, that I actually have a player on the opposing team? And that player in question was Miles Sanders. Why I picked Miles Sanders, I don't know. I don't know. And this ain't even the segment of Donnie don't know what the fuck he doing. But I really don't know why I picked him, but I picked him. He had, what, 16 carries for 65 yards, decent but being in fact, uh, 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 when it comes to fantasy football, that shit was trash. And you know who he gone at that stat line against? You guessed it. My arch nemesis, the New York football giants. I mean, I, I've told you all in the past why I feel the way I do. And this is coming from a place of love, which which, which many and many a giant fan will look me in the face and say, Donnie, you're a fucking liar. Whether that's the case, who the fuck knows? It's only for Donnie to know where the truth truly lies. All right. So let's Put a bow on this shit. The New York Giants currently are 4-7. and And like I've said in previous weeks, there are at least three games that they lost that you could easily say they should have won. The Washington game in particular, where Dexter Lawrence lined up in the neutral zone and uh, allowed Washington to kick the winning field goal with less than a minute remaining even though the New York Giants had the ball in plus territory and they decided to go conservative. The Kansas City game was a a very winnable game. I won't say they should have won, but it was a very winnable game. And they decided to go conservative once again. And the Atlanta Falcons game, because anybody can look at the record and see where Atlanta lies. And that was a very easily... An easily winnable game. They, I believe, they were actually in the lead, and they coughed up the lead with less than five minutes left to play in the game, which is a reoccurring event when it comes to these New York mother effing Giants. So, where does that lead us now, Freddie Kitchens? Freddie Kitchens, the new offensive coordinator. Didn't show anything that made you think that, yeah, he's the chosen one. Like I said, Daniel Jones is out for the next couple of weeks due to a neck injury, which is possibly concerning, depending if it's disc-related or it's just spinal-related or it's just muscle spasm-related. I don't know exactly the extent of the injury, but I know he's going to be gone. He's questionable for the next couple of weeks. Mike Lennon is slated to start this coming Sunday. Yeah, the former Mike Lennon of the Chicago Bears. The former Mike Lennon of the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, that Mike Lennon that got the bag from Chicago, and they quickly realized, yo, we fucked up. We need to get somebody else. Yo, Foles, come over here. Do y'all realize Foles is the third-string quarterback in Chicago? Interesting. But like I said, where where do all go for that? I, look, we, this is a reoccurring theme on the Social Donnie U podcast. So where the fuck the Giants go from here? It's just the difference is the fact that the fact it's just the fact that they actually won, which I don't believe is going to continue this coming week. So I don't even know who the fuck they playing. But I said I went over the teams that they should have beat for one reason and one reason only. That four and seven record could easily be seven and four. If they even win one more game, they're five and six. Currently in the hunt for the last playoff spot in the NFC. Right now, currently, the Dallas Cowboys won this past Thursday night against New Orleans Saints so now they're comfortably up top of the division at eight and four followed not closely behind by the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles at the record of five and seven and the Giants bring in the rear as usual with the record of four and seven you flip that shit around seven and four they're fighting for first place and I believe those three losses could be squarely pointed at coaching. It has nothing to do with talent because the talent brought you there. The coaching did not bring y'all over the finish line. And like I said last week, Joe Judge is officially on the clock. This little switcheroo uh, offensive offensive coordinator is not going to buy you any more time, my man. You sentence Garrett determination but you also started the clock on your current situation on your current job status so now like i said with the giants being i i i'm just going to bottom line with the giants like look i i we'll continue with y'all next week maybe but um being the fact that I'm already talking about football, because this is going to be a that's going to be the central topic of this motherfucking podcast. I'm also talk about the rest of the NFL. Why I got y'all on the line? Let's start with the AFC. Okay, you got a big matchup this coming Monday night with the New England Patriots against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, New England is riding a six-game winning streak, and they currently have the record of eight and four. And they go up to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills, who I believe have the record of seven and four. And I believe this next Monday night game will go a long way in proving or disproving the legitimacy of the New England Patriots. A lot of people are saying, yeah, Belichick is rearing up. That's how he usually does. The first quarter of the season is trying to figure out what he has. Then he builds and builds and builds. And that's what's really going on right now. Because you know how many years in the past the Patriots are, let's say, two and two, one and two. And we're like, oh, is this the end of the dynasty? And then they ended up, guess where, in the AFC championship game. And I could see that happening this year. Especially after the shellacking that they put on the Tennessee Titans. The former number one seed in the AFC Tennessee Titans. Who are missing Mr. Henry. Who knows if Henry's going to come back for the uh, by the end of the year. But the shellacking nevertheless. Currently the number one seed in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens who are fresh off their less-than-impressive victory against the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield, who is almost like Humpty Dumpty going up the wall and falling down and had to put, be put together again. How many ailments does this man have? But I know one ailment he doesn't have, and that's OBJ, because he was traded to the L.A. Rams. The Browns are six and six. The Steelers, I believe, are six and five, or six and six. I believe they're six and five, and they came off a slacking against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are currently number two in the AFC North. Now you got Indianapolis, who I believe can garner good feelings out of a loss and the fact that they went toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but nevertheless, the Colts' record is six and five, and they are currently number two in the AFC South. And I believe they're on the outside looking in of the wild card pitcher. In the West, the AFC West, you got the Chiefs who have a big game against who? Damn. I forgot who the fuck they're going against. Is it the Raiders? No, they bust the Raiders' ass. I don't know who the fuck they're going against. Maybe it's Denver. And Denver just came off a victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. That AFC West is very, very underrated. That AFC West is very, very tough. You guys, Kansas City up top is 7-4. I believe you got... Denver, matter of fact, you got Denver, the Raiders, and the Chargers all around six and five. And all either currently in the wild card or on the outskirts of the wild card. And um, one game separates the last place team from the first place team. I don't know, the AFC getting tough. But the NFC is getting tougher because you got the Dallas. You got Dallas, like I said, at top of the NFC East. You got Green Bay, currently the number one seed in the whole NFC. The West, even though at the beginning of the season, they thought it looked like that, that division was going to be formidable. But right now, you have the Rams up top of this division at 7-4. and four. Matter of fact, no. You have Arizona at the top of the division at 8-3. and three. Then you have the Rams seven and four. Then you have the 49s at six and five, and you have the Seattle Seahawks firmly out of the picture at three and eight. In the South, New Orleans just lost. So I believe they dropped it five and seven or five and six. I believe they're five and six. No, this is. Beginning of week thirteen or week fourteen, week fourteen, I believe. So yeah, they're about five and they believe they're five and six, five and seven. You have Minnesota that was holding on dearly to a, a wild card berth, and I believe they moved into the number seven slot due to New Orleans' loss. Minnesota is currently like five and six, six and six in that in that range. The NFC pretty much is going to come down to these three teams, Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. Dallas has improved as they are from last year. Currently, they're dealing with COVID issues. Mike McCarthy popped up positive for the Rona. So he missed this past Thursday night's game. Hopefully, he will be back in the swing of things next Sunday. Whether that happens or not, who knows? But um, yeah. So that's my overview with the with the NFL overall, if that makes sense. And a lot of things probably not gonna make sense for the duration of this podcast because your boy Donnie is nice. Blue Moon to the Moon. Now to the most anticipated segment of this here podcast. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Matter of fact, even though Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That's right. Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, a.k.a. Donnie's Fantasy Football Recap. <sighs> Remember a couple episodes ago, maybe about four episodes ago, which would technically be about three weeks ago, when your boy Donnie was sitting pretty, not atop of this vision, but firmly entrenched in the playoff picture at the record of six and three, coming off, freshly coming off his first doubleheader, where he went one to zero because. He had a buy in one of those weeks. And I was feeling nice. I was feeling good. I was talking my shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is the year. This is the year. I'm going to get my bread. You know what the fuck happened since then? I can tell y'all what happened since then. Do you know what my record's been since then? Remember, I started six and three. My record is two and four. I got swept. The second doubleheader. that led me to one and two. And then I split a doubleheader, which led me at two and three. Ah, fuck it. I I got swept one week and I split. So currently right now, because my math is all fucked up, I'm currently eight and seven. Clinging on to a playoff spot. By the the, slimmest of margins. Remember when I was tooting my own horn? Toot, toot. Blowing my own ass? Is that even a saying? But remember when I was just talking my shit? And I was like, yeah, not only that, I'm number one in all total points. Then I fell to 14th. So I wasn't talking that shit anymore. Then after that, I'm currently number three. Number three. In points, in, in points accumulated. Now, the only way that would be a consolation prize. And y'all hear me going in the refrigerator to get What? Yes, another blue moon. The only way that will be a constellation prize is if I win the whole mother effing thing. Oh, you heard that? Yeah, that blue moon number six. That's a six pack right there. Right there, baby. But yeah, the only way that's a constellation prize is if I get this fucking bread. Currently I'm number what? I'm number three. And you know who's number two? You know who's number two? And I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Now I tell you the truth, which go, all all things, all things being said, if I don't win it, I hope this man does win. Even though, like, I really wish I would win. And that is going all the way back to the beginning of this season. You know that episode, Donnie's half-ass NFL preview? My actual, actual fantasy OG, the Mojo King, he is number two. Go fucking figure. Matter of fact, don't go for fucking figure because if you listen to his podcast that he drops every fucking week on the subject of golf, you know what the name of that podcast is? Hidden Gems Golf. And I told y'all time and time again, even if you don't, even if you don't fuck with golf, but you just fuck with fantasy sports whatsoever? You speak to that man? Or you listen to that man? And you're going to pick up gems. That's why the fucking name of the podcast is Hidden Gems Golf. Whew, that's a fucking plug for you right there. <laughs> yeah, my man's number two and I'm number three. And some other motherfucker's number one. We have the final two matchups of the season. And of course, you guessed it, it's a fucking doubleheader. Now, my matchups, record-wise, should be easy. I have a matchup against my third place, the third place team in my division, who I just beat a week ago to salvage the split. And my other matchup is somebody who's really not in the playoff hunt. So on the surface, you would think, yeah, this is a guaranteed gimme. But I've told y'all, I got swept by the last place team in my fucking division. This dude is 4-11, and and if he wouldn't have beat me, he'd be 2-13. Blake Barnes, 79. Yeah, I said it. I fucking said it. Blake Barnes, 79. Me and you got virtual beef. Because I swear, if I miss these fucking playoffs, it's because of your fucking ass that I miss these playoffs. It'd be one thing if I missed the playoffs due to somebody that was gonna try to vibe for the for the for the for the grand prize. No, 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 no. I'm gonna miss the playoffs based on some bottom feeding motherfucker that can't even win against any other matchup besides against me. And I wonder if people are. Picking up their hotel phones right now and trying to figure out who's this crazy lunatic at 210 in the morning spewing salty thoughts about some shit that I don't give a fuck about. And luckily, the sponsor of this podcast, the Lewis Snapback Box, is currently asleep in our hotel bed. Yeah. And I'm looking at the the, the time of this recording. I'm like, damn. When it ends, your boy Donnie is going to have a whole bunch of fun with his sponsor. But, yeah, that's neither here nor Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe the Blue Moon is talking. Maybe it's a combination of both. But, yeah. Where was I? Ah, yes. Blake Barnes, number 79. (sighs) You know, I'm probably really going way off off the fucking reservation because normally I don't be putting these fucking names out there, but I don't give a fuck. It's the last last fucking playoffs. It's the last matchup of the season. So therefore, either I go on or I just pretty much got the rest of the the year to where the rest of the season to just try to figure out random fucking contest on DraftKings to try to get some bread and try to recoup my entry fee for this fucking league. But yeah, so I'm eight and seven. That means I've gone two and four in the last three weeks. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. It really is. Do you know who else? Do you know who I'm actually going head to head against? Well, not head to head against per se as a matchup, but it's coming down to me and this particular individual to try to get into the playoffs and try to, Really, recoup some of our bread. Yes, that's right. You got it. You got it. You got it. My fantasy OG, the Mojo King. It's funny because one of these years, I know one of these years, we're probably going to end, if we continue doing doing the same leagues, which actually is probably going to be up to his discretion because I only do the leagues based on him, even though I'm really like hooked to these shits. But I only do one at a time. And I really only want to do the ones with him because pretty much we can converse about it. But one of these years, if we continue doing this shit, we're actually going to have a matchup between the both of us. It came close this year because we're in the same conference. Usually he's in one conference, I'm in another. But this year it came close, but we didn't. If we get in the playoffs, you know, if we both have success, we're going to go against each other, which is going to be crazy because I just know he's going to smack my ass like the juvenile delinquent that I think I am. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Recap. And this go and I'm going to bring this back full circle to why I'm so pissed off at the New York Football Giants. Against my better judgment, once again, I picked I made up two lineups, two, not one, but two. Now, see, when I was cocky, riding on high, I was like, "Yeah, I got this one lineup. Yeah, I'm gonna let that shit slide." As soon as I, as soon as I got swept that that second double header, or that first legitimate double header, I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh yeah, I got, I got, I got to mix the match. Yo, I got to try to optimize my fucking options." And even though I said last week, uh, "Yeah," I, 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 which that was a that was a tell, that was a trait of a worried, nervous. Man, you know what the fuck I did again? I did it again. Even though I did little tweaks and they were pretty much similar except for one particular thing or one lineup. I said, you know what? I'm going to go big. At running back. Now, throughout this season, I've actually gone very cheap on running back and I've put my resources in. Quarterback? Well, not even so much quarterback because I've been just riding Herbert, and of course Herbert stunk it up again. The fuck I tell y'all, he waited to that Sunday night matchup to show his ass, throw for damn near three fifty, couple touchdowns. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go back on the on the Herbert, Herbert train. On matter of fact, I'm gonna ride my dude. Soon as I got back in the saddle, motherfucker gave me thirteen points. But my strategy, the majority of the season has been ride Herbert, put my resources in right receiver and flex and go cheap on running back, which is actually the reverse of my strategy. The first time I got introduced to fantasy football. But the reason why I've decided to, you know, uh, Divvy up my resources the way I have is the fact that there's so there's been so many injuries to top notch running backs that you really had to depend on trying to get a sleeper. I, I went with the with the rookie Williams a couple weeks for from Denver. He stunk it up. A couple times I went with the dude, the backup dude from Cleveland. He popped. So this year, I mean, this week, I was like, you know what? One of my lineups, matter of fact, the initial lineup, I was piecemealing together, and I'm just like, darn, this shit looked trash. And I had Miles Sanders, because woe is me, or should I say, my bad, I was listening to one of these fantasy football um, um, recaps and matchups and shit on radio, Anita Marks. And she mentioned Miles Sanders. Then I was watching a, I was watching a couple of shows, and they were talking about the reemergence of the Eagles running game, who was headed by Miles Sanders. So I'm like, look, okay, they're coming off a bye. They got the, they got the running game going between the running backs and Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to choose Jalen Hurts because he's just too inconsistent, but I'll go with Miles Sanders. Then when I did my tweaks, I kept Miles Sanders. Now, on the other lineup, I had Herbert. I had Gronkowski. I had the Jets D who came up big for me. Damn. Who else did I have? I had Thielen because Thielen is just a a touchdown machine. He's guaranteed to give you one touchdown a week. So, even though the the biggest I, I I was tempted to go Justin Jefferson. I was like, you know, going against San Francisco, they're gonna key on Jefferson. Thielen is so crafty, he's gonna get a touchdown, and that's what he did. But for some reason, the rest, pretty much the majority of the second half, they went they went away from Thielen. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Unless he was hurt, ride that dude. Especially when Dalvin Cook went down but no they didn't but neither here nor there i went uh jamar chase for one and jamar chase kind of stunk it up so that that little four four week span that he was almost like the best rookie ever he's come down to earth in two of those weeks that he's come down to earth i chose him and he just hasn't really given me anything but I did pick Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon went the fuck off. And if it wasn't for Joe Mixon, I might, well, at the the beginning, I thought, I was like, you know what? I backloaded my lineup once again, but it really was through necessity because the big games were the late slate. Beckham, for his price, paid off. He was only $5,000. He gave me maybe about 16, 17 points. For somebody priced at $5,000 to give you you 15, 16 points, that's optimum value. You can't go wrong. It's just the fact that while I was watching the game, I saw what went wrong. Stafford, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. But every time he would throw to Beckham, and I'm not the biggest Beckham fan. Actually, I'm not a Beckham fan whatsoever. But every time he would throw to him threw to him, it was almost like it was like, all right, fine. Everybody's, everybody's covered, but let me throw it to OBJ so it looks like I'm attempted to get him involved in the offense. And a couple of times he threw some medicine balls. There was one time in particular, OBJ went down. It was an incompletion, and he got he got smacked in the back. And I don't, I don't know if he returned from that, from that, um, from that hit. But for my purposes, he served. He served his due. He gave me fifteen points. It could have been more though, especially with uh, with, with Robert Woods out. I just knew. But the dude, um, Jefferson, I think from from the Rams, their wide receiver Van Jefferson, he had a touchdown that was called back because he he didn't get his second foot in bounds. But now I have to take a good look of maybe I need to focus on Jefferson as the alternative for receiver in the Rams offense but Sanders gave me nothing nothing you know why he didn't give me nothing because the Giants decided to stand up Giants decided yeah. to do their fucking job and because they decided to do their fucking job I guess it's Ironic, I guess it's karma for the, mac, for the amount of bullshit I've talked about the Giants the whole season. That the Giants might be the fucking reason that your boy Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, i.e., cannot get into the playoffs because the Giants stuffed one of my players on my lineup. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that a bitch? It's a bullshit, if you ask me. It's a real lot of bullshit, if you ask me. So, th- the matchups that I had, I had one dude that was, yeah, that I actually go against this week again. He chose a whole bunch of, matter of fact, his whole lineup was early games. When I saw that, and then I saw who, who was remaining for me, I had an advantage of, let's say, four players to two. And the two that I had advantage on, I was like, okay, if I can get within striking distance, I'm going to overtake him. And that's what I did. In the other matchup, I really needed that matchup because, number one, it was in conference. And number two, it was another guy that I'm fighting for, a playoff spot against. So now, not only does he have one up on me when it comes to the record, record wise, he has a head to head win. So I lose all tiebreakers against everybody that's above me in the playoff pitcher. Not a great place to be. Not only that, I'm eight and seven. This dude is nine and six. I believe his name was Rowdy18. None of those motherfuckers listening to this shit, so I don't care. And even if they did, yeah, y'all motherfuckers are on notice. Not only did I lose, do you know what place I came in overall in these two matchups? I'll tell you. In one matchup, I came up number three. And that's the matchup I won. My opponent was like in the 20-something, 20 like 26, 27. I smacked that motherfucker. I think I had like 140-some-odd points, and he had 89. And mind you, I came from behind. I was I was trailing by like 50. I smacked the shit out of him. And I just got to keep in mind not to get too cocky and not, not to get too uh, arrogant because I got to face him again this coming Sunday. But the other motherfucker, the other matchup that I had, do you know what place I came in overall? I was trying to wait. I didn't hear y'all. Oh, my bad. That's right. Y'all listening to me. I came in number two overall. And do you know what place my opponent came in overall? Overall. You guessed it. Being in fact I lost number one. So the matchup that I came in number three against, I won. And the matchup that I came in number two against, I lost. Do you know how frustrating that is to be better than 30? Other motherfuckers? Yeah, I said I oh I said that shit like a white dude. Motherfuckers Do you know how pissed off I am that I became I came behind 30 other motherfuckers and I still lost? Why should I say I came ahead of 30 motherfuckers and I still lost? That shit is heartbreaking. So, like I said, I'm eight and seven. So, it's, this might be the, pen, the penultimate episode. That, well, the penultimate segment of Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Because guess what? If I don't make the playoffs, then the answer to that question is the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I can't believe I've been talking 21 minutes talking about how much of the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I think it's the blue moon. Gotta be the blue moon. But yeah, wish your boy luck. Wish your boy luck. Because your boy needs it. Matter of fact, I don't need it. I would like it. I don't need shit. Only thing I need to do is eat and shit. That's the only thing I need to do. But... If y'all sprinkle some luck in my way, I would be glad to accept it. Because I really want to prove myself wrong. I want to prove the fact that Donnie does know what the fuck he's doing. Even if the record says I don't. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of a very interesting episode. Of the Saucy Thoughts of Donnie Ooh Podcast. Thanks to each and every one of y'all that support your boy. Thanks to each and every one of y'all that make me Donnie Ooh. The Dots Thoughts of Donnie Ooh, the podcast you choose to listen to. Now, normally I say next week, but it ain't going to be next week. And even though I'm like fucking two days late with this episode, guess what? Y'all motherfuckers getting another episode Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say Sunday, but shit. Being the fact that I was two days late with this one, I guess I'm going to be two days late with that one. So that'll be Monday. Monday will be part two of this special two-part episode. Shit, maybe if I can make it to part two, because shit, you heard that belch? That belch was all the hops in my stomach. All oh, the blue moon in my veins. Yeah. So part two, I might as well tell y'all what part two is going to be about. So y'all actually listen to this shit and not just don't seem like, yo, why the fuck? I got a notification. Part 2, I will be talking about my amazing New York Mets and their off-season acquisitions, especially the top notch, the top fish, the big fish, Max Scherzer, and my thoughts on that, Sterling Marte, some dude Kana, and a whole and, a, and another old Oakland A. But The reason why I salute them for doing this, because it's showing me that evidently there was a clubhouse problem and they're trying to rectify that shit ASAP. So, yeah, are we talking about the Mets? And are we talking about my New York Knicks? Fresh loss, another loss, this time in the Mecca against the Chicago Bulls. And the ongoing officiating problems that are popping up Inviting biting the New York Knickerbockers squaring ass. Yeah. That's what's going to be on deck this coming Monday on part two of this episode. Wow. I don't even know how this should sound. As y'all can hear in the background, the sponsors sleep. I guess that means Donnie is just going to have a nice, well, a long night and just, you know, I don't know. Figure something out because I don't want to disturb the sponsor in their slumber. But I do want to fill that snapback box. Dilemmas, dilemmas, dilemmas. What is Donnie to do? Ha, ha, ha. I swear, I'm on some bullshit, but that's what y'all love me for, right? Right. Y'all know what time it is. I know y'all know what time it is. on hey, the plugs! EasyTree.me slash Royal to Donnie. Ooh, EasyTree.me slash Royal for everything Donnie. Ooh, this podcast you are listening to can be reached at Easytree.me slash royal to Donny Salty Daughter Donnie merch can be bought at Easytree.me slash Royal and as always if y'all want to hear some of Donny Ooh music and hear what spectacular spitter Donny U is, you can hear all that. Also, at easytree.me slash Donny Donnie hate promoting shit, and this really ain't a promotion, but the only way motherfuckers are going to listen to it is if I say something. Newest mixtape of Donny U, entitled Don Snow, Bastard of the North, can be heard at easytree.me slash <laughs> or more directly at soundcloud.com The Salty Daughter Donnie um Podcast can be heard on various streaming platforms not title, but Apple Podcasts and Spotify Anchor FM and multiple multiple, multiple podcasting platforms or streaming platforms where podcasting can be heard. Huh. As always, put that RSS feed in your podcasting apparatus, and when you do so, guess what? Donnie's Black Ass will pop up, and you can listen to the Social Dots of Donnie, ooh. Yeah. Is that all for the plugs? Well, that's all for the plugs for me. Now the plugs for others. Check out the homies at the Black Wrestling Podcast. The homie fam. Cal. Math. Drip. Check them out on YouTube. Like. Subscribe. Especially subscribe and preferably like. And they could also be heard on Every streaming platform that podcasts are heard. But if you you really need to check the visual, because there's a lot of hidden gems that are dropped weekly. Also, check them out Math, Brother Fam, at Where's Buffy.com, Where's Buffy.com, the Where's Buffy podcast. The homies just chop it up on a regular. And trust me, you listen to it, you watch it, you enjoy it. Next, Hidden Gems Golf. Hidden Gems Golf by, hosted by my fantasy OG and my boy, the Mojo King. Yes, the Mojo King. For your latest in info for fantasy golf or just fantasy sports in general. Check out the Mojo King Hidden Gems Golf. And I always told y'all, or shall I say, I've already told y'all, my boy Double Dips. Check out Hip Hop Hidden Gems, Hip Hop Hidden Gems, hosted by the Mojo King and his partner, Willie Freeman. Where they deep, they dig deep down in the crevices Of various hip-hop aspects that maybe you didn't know. They currently have episode one out now. Delving into the second. The second offering. By the legends. Gangstar. The guru. MDJ Premier. Primo. Salute. Check them out. Hip-hop hidden gems and Hidden Gems golf are both a part of the 19 Media Group. I know y'all wonder why I always whisper, 19 Media Group. I don't whisper no other fucking time on this podcast except for when I say, 19 Media Group. And I don't know why. I just feel like it sounds nice. It just sounds different. It just makes y'all want to actually listen to where these fucking podcasts are from? The 19 Media Group. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it for the plugs. That's it for me. I don't know how long this shit has been. And hopefully I've been coherent. And hopefully I didn't I haven't been talking too loud that the next door, I'm going to say next door neighbors, but motherfuckers in the next door didn't call down to the desk like, "Yo, we got a dude in the next Room talking some gibberish about salty thoughts and podcasts and on the plugs and hip hop hidden gems and my media group and all that and and black wrestling and Wiz Buffy and matter of fact yeah I I I, I, I just made a decision that an ex- ex- executive decision that I'm just gonna fuck up these plugs and add on two more. When it comes to wrestling podcasts, especially wrestling podcasts from a black perspective, there is a holy trinity when it comes to these podcasts. The aforementioned black wrestling podcast, personally my favorite, but check out the black announced table podcast and check out the homies At the Public Enemies podcast, I consider these three when it comes to wrestling podcasts in general, but specifically wrestling podcasts from a black fan perspective, the Holy Trinity in wrestling podcasts. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Plus, I just wanted to stretch this fucking intro out a little bit more because I just, I don't know. I just got into a talkative mood and I know I'm already at the outro and I don't want to really get into a subject that I'm not going to flesh out. So I just figured I'm going to show love like brother love. I love you. And I think with that, I think I should bring this shit to a close until Monday. Yeah, that's exactly what the fuck I'm going to do. So I'm going to check y'all motherfuckers Monday. Hopefully y'all will check me out as well. Goodbye.
1: Bye.